Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of Cracked Open, a podcast about becoming a vessel of unconditional love. Today, the energy is fucking potent. I am so excited to bring this beautiful human and man onto the podcast so you can meet him. I have a feeling a lot of you have probably already encountered him. His name is Lion Galban, and he is a relationship coach and embodiment coach, and he is a philosopher. He's a beautiful fucking human, such a powerful presence. He's been in the game over 25 years. Lion and I, like many of the beautiful souls I have had here, had the pleasure of meeting in Bali a couple of years back. And we were just reflecting on kind of how we met. And it was funny, Lion was saying, you know, we're in this matrix of all these people and you and I kind of stand out and we're different and we always resonated. So I'm really excited about this conversation. I'm literally on fire. My body is like, I know it's going to be good. He's got so much wisdom to share. So I'm going to invite you to kind of introduce yourself in whatever way that feels good for you to do and tell us how you got here being where you are and and sharing the messages that you do and, and bringing your gifts into the world. Mm, thank you, sister. First, thank you for bringing me on. And thank you to all of you people who listen to what you're sharing. I, that's basically the, the level of consciousness that I'm interested in playing with in real life, like the kind of friends that I want to have, family, the experiences all come from, I think, people who are interested in the subject matter that you're broaching. So I'm honored to be here and share a little bit of my wisdom. It's not mine. I'm a channel for God. Uh, and uh, God is Jesus and the devil, dark and light, men and women, night and day, birth and death, pain and pleasure. So some of the stuff that comes through might be a little spicy, but I just tell it how it is. I'm basically like uh, an authenticity warrior. You know, I really like a sacred rebel that helps people understand the kind of life they can live by really being themselves. So I just want to like open up the channel and let whatever comes through, but calling in my dead mom and my grandfather who have basically given me access to divine wisdom that most people don't have access to who are stuck in the matrix which is caring about what other people think or trying to fit in and like basically like satisfy the ego's desire for union Uh, i was blessed enough to be left by mom as part of this whole movie that we're all playing a role in and overcome the fear of rejection and that gave me opportunities to explore edgy aspects of the human experience like what's possible for us here on this life in terms of my own self-expression but also how we relate to life and so i have had access to a lot of the things that programming has stopped other people from feeling brave enough to explore and that's put me light years ahead of a lot of people because i just don't like uh worry about like, what is my purpose? Who am I? What is this okay? Am I doing the right thing? Um, do you accept me? Is this appropriate according to society standards or old outdated traditions or myopic academia, the status quo or any kind of psyop? I like, I literally am a free man 
and I've overcome the fear of death and pain by experiencing, you know, suspension ceremony, scarification, uh, you know, psychedelics to heroic doses, things like that. So uh, I've moved on to try to understand the human condition and how we interface with ourselves and reality, analyzing thoughts, feelings, and actions, and vibrational frequency. Uh, so my my real passion over time has uh, you know, I've moved beyond the ascension path of trying to like become a free person and live that way for at least 11 years now. And so what I really have moved towards is like basically what is consciousness and what are we as humans and what is the practical application of that to our quality of life and our relationships and how we experience ourselves in relationship to the five faculties, sight, sound, taste, touch, smell, like all of the data that enters into our consciousness I realize has a vibrational frequency to it, an emotional texture that we can sense through our sixth sense, our ability to sense frequency as palpable energy, just like you could feel emotionality of nervousness or excitement, pain, you know, all that stuff, emotional turmoil or happiness and joy, love. Everything that enters the faculties of the five senses has a emotional frequency to it that can be felt through our sixth sense faculty which is our auric field that interfaces through the physical tissue. And so I've been really focused on that and how I can um, uh, basically tailor reality by having intentional interrelation with the vibrational frequency level of reality. And I know there's an ego level to each one of us, and there, but there's also this consciousness level of who we are. And that, again, that's also been a really big part of my... Um, investigation of life over the last few years and so this is what my work with people has moved towards which is applicable to it doesn't matter if you're an old lady or old man or a young kid a baby you know like emotional intelligence the understanding of your own feelings and like what causes an adjustment to your capacity to feel that and feel the frequency that's held within all of the material and matter and beings around you all situations and food and places like is this a good vibe should i be here or not is this the right thing to do? It's, it applies literally to everybody. And so I feel as though it's like, uh, um, it's been, I've been touched by God. It's been giving me this like open channel of information because my intention is to assist in it coming home to itself through each one of us. And uh, I think the subject of your podcast is love. And that has actually been the largest catalyst in my own personal development. And so I think, uh, you know, when we get into that, I think that's one of the things I would want to highlight because there's a lot of frequencies for us to talk about, but it seems like love, gratitude, which seem to be on the spectrum very close to one another, seems to be the most impactful on bringing all of us towards what it is that we desire to be experiencing because it is the frequency level of our thoughts, feelings, and actions and our intentions and that really uh, at love and gratitude creates a different scenario for each person like but it's in resonance with what is love and gratitude for you so if i'm focusing on all of the different possibilities of what we can talk about i think what is going to create the most resonance with your um, your listeners uh, and it must be the most applicable to our life and usable in the moment now in the near future is us talking about that subject I always love talking about love. I'm like, let's bring me home. How can we fucking crack me open more to more love? And something that I realized actually recently is like every initiation, every little moment, every little thing that's coming up, every emotion, every situation, every fucking thing in my life is simply guiding me home to more love if I let and allow it. I was reading a post um, that you put up the other day. And for some reason, Spirit's guiding me in this direction about you were talking about heartbreak. 
and you're talking about breakups and how they're this opportunity for you to deepen into more love. And I think about, you know, you were talking about your mother passing as well. And I felt a lot of energy moving um, as you were talking about her. And there are these invitations in our life with other people, without other people, things that come up, which are literally initiating us into more love. And we can see them as this opportunity to open up and expand more because underneath every frequency, that's all it fucking is. It's more love wanting to like knocking on your door saying, hey, here is some smallness. Here is some conditioning. Here is some fucking bullshit. Here's some, um, you know, some stuff in the way and let us lean into more love. And, you know, there's that opportunity to do that or there's the opportunity to con contract and go backwards and go small. And I know that you, um, I remember when I started following you, I was like, this guy's like, he's super sexual and he's out there and he's like, in this tantric scene and he's got all these partners and I was I had a lot of resistance to that in the past and relating to many people and as I move on this journey I don't know why it's guiding me to go there I'm noticing every single connection with people with each new person that comes into my field is an opportunity for a different experience of love or, or something something new to come through so I was as we're riffing on that what's coming up for you um, you know when I say other people as an opportunity to expand and evolve and I know you had quite a journey with all of that, so. Yeah, well, I guess what you're touching on here, if you look at my Instagram, my Facebook, it's pretty saucy. What I did was I, I realized that um, I'm, we're, I'm dealing with egos here. My intention for my work is to elevate consciousness so that I can experience the world in a new way. I, and my experience happens through my inner relations with other people. So if I meet you at Ecstatic Dance, how emotionally present you can be with me is going to dictate the depth of our interaction. If you're in your head with like wounds from what happened to you before or programming by society, then it's going to limit the depth of emotionality that we can experience together. And, you know, from the outside, a lot of people would see me just like walking through every space and everyone melting in my arms. And so they think it's sexual and I have some kind of special power. I do have a sensitivity to energy and emotionality that allows me to modulate every single moment of my interaction with people to co-create something that is mutual and organic and, and moves beyond a lot of the barriers that people meet. But it's not necessarily sexual. It's energetic and emotional. And so you look at my pictures. Yes, they're saucy. Um, and they are people that I have intimate connections with, some of them not sexual, but it is, uh, and these are not paid actresses. These are people that are just in a resonance with me and it's not about sex per se i put those photos up because i know i'm i uh, am dealing with egos we're all wearing these skin suits and having a brain that has thoughts and really it is evolving the ego to be able to get out of the way so that you can more identify with the consciousness that is you the awareness of your experience and seeing like your blind spots and the way that the ego like is so loud and tries to pretend like it's the whole show and the animal consciousness itself. So I realize I'm dealing with animal consciousness on the human plane and egos, which is, uh, you know, multi-dimensional. It's not just here on the human plane. And, uh, and so I specifically put sexualized pictures up so that people will look at it. And then the text itself is all about mind expansion. And I slip it in there with relationships because that is what the human mind cares about. I've been a master of relationships for many years. King of polyamory, seven girls living in the same house, you know, scheduled one night a week. Total harmony total transparency, everybody supporting one another whenever triggers come up. However, that it, it, it's not, that's not the basis of my message. I use that on purpose so that people can get the real juice, which is understanding that, sure, sex is a part of who we are, but our consciousness and our awareness of ourselves and our experience is what's more important. This is just a very temporary space that we're in right here, this cloth 
of sorts that we're here to evolve our consciousness and sex can be a barrier to it but also a pathway if you do it the right way and so i think a lot of people are programmed to have negative connotations around sexuality and so i become kind of like this projection source i'm a bad guy because i'm free with that but it's always within integrity and it's never using people and objectifying them uh there's usually it's usually more about emotionality than anything else uh, but from the outside the layman it looks like sexuality and the negativity and darkness that they have programmed within themselves because of their own suppression or negative experiences in the past where they didn't have the capacity process with people properly that all gets projected out on any kind of sexuality that they see right and so it isn't until we decide okay i want to move beyond my wounds that we begin to question our reactions to imagery and other people and start to see it as an ascension path for ourselves i love that um as you were talking i could feel like your dark masculine right and i think that's what it is it's like the integrated fucking dark masculine that people who aren't understanding that it brings up something for them and it's this mirror which is really uncomfortable and they don't look at it and say hey what what is this bringing up for me and how can I expand through this like what in this guy having these experiences that he's projected in whatever way for marketing or whatever fucking reasons what about it is triggering me and I've, I've felt the same in my own representation of my sexuality and I use sexuality in the same way in my own marketing and, and, you know, what I put out there of myself but to me it's like my life force right like me expressing myself is it comes across as very sexual because that's it is sexual it's life force energy but it's not necessarily that it needs to be manifested through sex like through the physical primal act so i love that you said that i would love for you to talk about some things that you did to really i feel like you've reclaimed your dark masculine in such a beautiful fucking way where it's like <laughs> i think that's why i love you i just i'm reflecting i'm like why what is it with this guy that i just fucking vibe it it's because your dark masculine is so strong and primal but you've ascended it, right? Like, so it's not like you've ascended it because you've integrated it is the word that I want to use, right? So it's there, it's present. You allow it to be without shame and judgment. And yet you don't make everything about those base level experiences. So how do we do that, right? Because it's fucking challenging when you're starting to play in those spaces to not let it, right? The fucking sexual energy going through me sometimes is, is wild. And I really want to express it in every way, but it's like, how do we choose how to cultivate that in a healthy way? in a productive way, in a way that doesn't shame us or diminish us, but still allows us to step into the higher expression beyond the animal while still having that animal experience. Well, you're, you're, the impetus for this question is a desire to be able to have full honest self-expression and the full potential of our lives and ourselves without creating trauma drama, right? So we're all trying to avoid negative consequences. And I think one of the things that gave me the capacity to uh, explore this edgy aspect of our uh, selves is that I was not afraid of negative consequences. I knew that I could deal with whatever might come up as a result of what I was doing. And I used intelligent plans of actions and strategies for expression that would mitigate as many risks as possible. And I made plans around that. So what I did was I used the other archetypes as ways to complement the dark masculine and make up for his deficiencies, which create destruction. So the dark masculine, we would say um, male is sex. It's like your penis. Uh, um, man is how I show up in society. I have a son and I raise him. I create structures and support and retreats and I teach and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it would say, or I penetrate life, like I use my intentions and I like direct my focus and my intelligence to create strategies and I use logic, reason, deduction, and I you move myself forward. I use discipline and action, really. So that, you know, 
that's the man, right? Um, but the masculinity, mas the dark, dark masculine is an essence, right? And so it's like the frequency of it. And it expresses in the world in many different ways. Uh, and dark masculine, you'll see it expressed in 3D form in, you know, um, a lot of the uh, blind um, uh, forcing of agendas that we see toxifying our society, as well as destroying um, nature and relationships, you know, the dictator. Uh, and so that's, it has a lot of power and the nature of its oppositional forces or its, its polar forces, the, the things that seem uh, opposite to it, like the feminine, the light feminine, she is the exact polar opposite to the dark masculine. She is easily pushed over and like, she's just, it's all love and light, baby. Yeah, whatever you need, I'm going to be of service. And so he it's able for, he's able to like kind of force his agenda a little bit more on her watery nature. And that's what we see going on in society that's caused a lot of disruption. However, when she's integrated her gifts, and so she, by the way, that, that actually is, is her way of moving through this what seems like to be a mobius strip there's not a polar opposite it seems to be an infinity sign with extremes on either side of the eight right of the figure side so as i become um healthy in my dark masculine i express it more if he becomes too extreme it's unhealthy if i go over to my light feminine which seems to be the polar opposite it's all love and light but then that's spiritual bypassing because satanic ritual and this and that and and being a martyr, all this stuff is not love and light. It's actually creating victims. So the, the, there's not a, it seems like polar opposites, but it's just somewhere relative to another point on this Mobius strip of the continual evolution of one to the next, right? But nonetheless, she seems to be an apparent polar opposite to the dark masculine. And what I did was I integrated her wisdom to complement him. And that means emotional intelligence, a heightened sensitivity to vibrational frequency on an emotional level to understand my affect on other people. And so I made it a priority to make sure that the decisions that I made, the dark masculine penetrating life with his, with his will uh, was not just with my penis, it was with my heart, right? It was like, how do I bring an agenda forward uh, with power, with love, and with an attention to the needs of the, of the individuals that I'm affecting and also a higher awareness of the affect that I'm having on every individual as a ripple effect uh, which is also uh, parallel to the evolution of consciousness of God itself in human form. So you, would say, you would say that that like heart level, right? Like, cause I've, I've spoken about this with many people on here and I love that you thought I was like smiling my ass off when you were saying this, like coming at it from the, the perspective or the level of the heart is what enables you to use that force, use that fucking masculine force with, I don't know what the word is, like integrity or um i suppose the more divine qualities like that the heart connection is what enables you to penetrate the fucking world and not in a um distorted way in which we see the masculine by the way as you were talking about all those inversions and distortions i was feeling some stuff moving so guys if you're purging like be kind to yourselves because there's trauma there right and i've spoken a lot about the trauma particularly that the feminine holds around all this stuff that a man and his energy and his power has done to the world. And, and that's not just men, it's like that masculine energy, the destruction, but there's also the dark feminine destruction, which we can talk about in a moment um, because I flipped into the fucking dark feminine chaos all the time. But coming back to what I was saying, cause I just trailed off on a fucking tangent. Like I always do classic feminine. It's that heart level, right? It's that, it's that openness in the heart, which is, enables you to take that power. And so how, how did you open your heart? Like, I know it's such a fucking loaded question, but what are some things that you did and, and the things that got you? Like, obviously fatherhood um, was really big. 
was was a huge thing for you and um I would love to hear you know how how the process was thank you so much um first i want to say that destruction is important part of creation and that's a mobius strip and part of us evolving beyond level three to go to level four uh because we have powers of manifestation here you know i have an affect every thought and action creates a, a ripple effect a wavelength somehow it transmits out in the field through a pulse that adjusts the frequency of all other material and events that we might come in contact with in the future so the energy laden in my thoughts and actions actually manifests a different future for me and now moment experience for myself as well as everybody else there's a reflexive nature to reality that adjusts according to the energy laden in our thoughts feelings and actions and so it's important that we're you know that we're here to now accept that destruction is part of creation and that god is dark and light it's important for us to understand that that jesus is christ he's light but also god is the fractal is the half of you know the dark is half of of what the world is and so and what reality is you know like we create this anyway i don't want to get into that creation of space and, and all that stuff i think it's important though for us to understand that uh, we can't shame the dark masculine nor the dark feminine if we want to ascend and you see that ascension happen here in a 3d realm in our human experience as creating this like kind of healthy balance of how those two things express uh but what caused my um movement uh, my, my movement into the heart which by the way this actually changed my life more than anything else in the world like i literally this uh, some things catalyzed it but like the the love that came through me as like in, intentionally but also a blessing from god uh, was uh what absolutely changed my life from having uh four best friends and pretty much only friends and like 20 acquaintances right to having 40 best friends like literally 40 best friends you could make love to if you wanted to and 200 really good friends and like thousands of acquaintances there are people that are good that that love you and you're all kind together and you see each other everywhere festivals flying around the world here there whatever so this changed my life socially and my experiences i mean like hearts opened up homes opened up uh legs opened up opportunities opened up business everything when i moved to into a place of love i used to i used to have a closed heart my mom committed suicide when I was young. Before that, I was in an incubator. You know, mom had a challenge, a challenging pregnancy. That means hormones were challenging for me as an infant or as in gestation. Uh, after she, I was born, she wasn't present that much. And eventually she committed suicide. I went from being in an incubator to having not that much mom attention that a kid should have to not having a mom and then having a stepmother who did the best she could with the tools she had, but had her own traumas to deal with very traumatic childhood which had her having some very quite toxic ways of relating to a, a child who had as much energy as I did she needed more support she didn't have it and so I experienced a lot of toxicity as a young boy and then incarceration so I was thrown in a prison cell I was tortured by my father military style uh, and uh, I don't want to get into all the darkness of that but that created my beautiful character by the way so don't feel bad about it but inside of a jail cell, prison, solitary confinement, no windows, no human contact, a little boy in a concrete box. And I ascended the human experience. I also blocked my emotions. I decided I am not going to cry anymore. You know, there was a moment where I was in this, they have this like plexiglass window that you can't see through. It's like, it was like from circa 1960 when they built that building and it was like hazed over to a point that it was just like dark gray. You could kind of see light coming through in a gate that was like welded to the other side. And some kid had gotten some paper clip and scratched it back and forth at the apex of his movement. There was a pinhole. And you can imagine me as a little 13 year old boy on my tippy toes with my nose at a pinhole 
trying to breathe the air, putting my eye up and trying to see out of this teeny tiny little pinhole and seeing this flicker of light going back and forth and feeling a little bit of wind hitting my eye. And because of the, the, you know, the AC system sucking air, that little teeny hole, it hit my eye. And I realized at that moment, black, white, black, white, oh, that's a leaf. And wait, I'm realizing in this moment, holy shit, I'm in a box. I'm in a concrete box separated from society. And I just was screaming for freedom. And I was so angry and sad and everything just into one. And I, I realized in that moment, I am not going to be sad anymore. And I sat down in lotus position and I ascended. I just, I just was, I just was, I just, no more tears fell. And I'm just here in complete stillness and peace. But it created not only my capacity to deal with that trauma that was happening, it also created what seemed like lifelong after that, all my teen years, 20s and everything, kind of a heartless dude who was really good at doing all the things you told me to do. I had the big bank accounts. I had the European sports cars, the Japanese sports bike, the nice two-story apartment downtown San Francisco with a great view uh, with, you know, separate parking and garage and this and that good, you know, fake breasted girlfriend. It looked really pretty. Everybody wanted her. I got my flat top haircut with the fade and the diamond earrings. And I look so fucking cool. I got it all together. I got my 12 hours of clients a day and a big bank account. And I was empty as could be. I was ready. I just, I was looking for something to make me feel. I needed powerful drugs. I needed powerful experience. I needed to drive fast. I needed to fight. I needed to have intense sexuality that was just like beyond human almost and to feel something, you know, and if you said anything wrong to me after 15 years of friendship, get out and never come back. That's how cold I was. You know what I mean? I was a fighter. You know, I was very into dark masculine. I was really good at penetrating life and business. I got the college degree with straight A's. I was like really until I did everything you're supposed to do. But there was an emptiness there that is no feelings. I, I intellectualize love. I'm loyal to you if you do the right thing, if you do what I say. You let me be dominant. You don't talk back. If you have anything negative to say to me, then like, that's it. But, and I was cold. So, okay, fast forward. Six months of meditation, some powerful medicine journeys, touched by God. Uh, intentional living, uh, lots of things like literally like meditating all day long, like six hours a day, walking in slow motion when I wasn't seated meditation, being a vegan, doing all this stuff. I eventually started to feel frequencies, energy, and my heart opened up and I just started to love myself and love my life and love other people because I was showing up really well, high morals, doing the right thing. And just like really showing up as love people. I'm in, curious about you, interested in what you're experiencing, concerned with your experience, expressing the truth of my love for you without wanting something in return, being love without trying to force it on somebody else or have any kind of reaction from them, nothing to focus love on, just feeling it as a frequency within myself that I started to sense a shift in reality, how people interrelated with me. They were smiling back at me. It just like I made that green light. All of my goals were just seeming to come to fruition. I, all of the gears of this great grandfather clock of life seemed to fit perfectly in divine timing and everything was working out like it never worked out before. And everyone loved me in return. Like I literally didn't want anything back from you, but I was offered the world. I don't want your sex. I just want to love you because it feels so good. And it just began to snowball. <laughs> I just became love for some time. It was very hippie woo-woo. I just was so, I am love, you know, and they called me the Oracle. And I just, I didn't speak. I just felt, I expressed, I walked in slow motion. When I wasn't there, I was sitting in med meditation 
And it was after that that I continued to live a little bit more like humans do, interacting with society, but still integrated in this new wisdom that I got from this practice of trying to just trying to love to experience love itself and engulfing myself, immersing it. Everything is about that. And I've since reverse engineered that to understand how other people can experience the same thing. But that was the biggest catalyst that changed everything. It changed my entire life from being in the matrix and caring about looks and feeling empty, having all the things they told us we're supposed to have, but not feeling really good about myself and my life to still having a lot. But like what I had was more the, the, the priceless connections to myself and life and the texture and richness of each one of my experiences. That's what really evolved in that whole process. And so, yeah, love, I have to say, what, what did it for me, what catalyzed it was meditation, was, in, was intentionality of trying to understand what my blockages are and what, when does it come up in my interactions with others that I kind of shut down and my walls come up and systematically trying to do the opposite of that. So understanding what my default reactions were in the opportunities that love was presented and making a strategic plans of action to enact a new way of relating to myself and that moment that was actually counter to the, to the ego program and um, doing it just for the reason of the palpable experience of the energy itself, not for anything except for the curious exploration and the understanding of the experience and to know myself as love in the moment, not to be healed or to be loved or to be loved or to experience ascension or anything like that. It was strictly for the vibrational frequency in the now moment. I think that was serving creation in such a way that the blessings began to come through. It wasn't a manipulation for another end. You can't do this because you want to have sex. Yes, that's going to be offered to you endlessly, but you do it because you truly want to be loved and all of the gifts that anything you could ever get from a relationship are presented to you but if you do it for the reason of the gift it is a form of manipulation that doesn't create the flow of energy the same way i love that you fucking said that i'm going to interject now because it's like then on my tongue that i want to channel this and say it like it's like we almost think that we need to do xyz and do all these things to get love or to receive love or to have you know it's, it's fucking conditional and we think that we need to do 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 in order to be warranted receiving it but it's like when you strip that back and, and strip it back to the essence so we literally are love and it like until you felt that in the moment of like experiencing that it does sound like this we were hippie dippy bullshit thing <laughs> until you felt it you're like oh fuck I am love and uh for me I would like to share you know I in my journey to trying to attract a partner and all this stuff it was always about the person that I was calling in and they're and they're gonna love me and it's gonna make me feel love or any soulmate that came in helped me to connect to that feeling of love that was already fucking within me and then I'd say they I love them they're making me love and it's like no Beck they're showing you the love that's already within you that you are and that person's only reflecting it back at you right so all these things that we use as access points for that love are just bringing us home to what's fucking there it's present it's inside of us we don't need any stuff to be able to get that we don't need the validation we don't need it and literally everything that we fucking do as humans is driven by this desire to be loved right to receive love like everything that we fucking do everything comes from that validation or that satisfaction or whatever it is underneath all of those frequencies what it is is desiring love and acceptance and when you can let go of fucking needing to be do or have anything in order to be worthy of that love you realize that love is always fucking there. It's present. It's the undercurrent of everything that you do and everything that you are. And so I love how you said, you know, I was just showing up and like, I just want to be love in this circumstance. I don't care how that person responds. I don't care if I get what, and, and without that agenda of like, I'm going to be love and I'm going to say that I'm going to serve 
so I can get some money or I'm going to be loved so guys can hit on me. And I, by the way, all of these things that I'm saying, like that's been my agenda to be love in the past. Right. And as I have my heart cracked open more and more and more, I've had moments of like literally like on the floor crying, just being like, I just want to be loved because that's what I want to be. Like, I just want others to feel this love that's pouring through me. And like, literally, I just want to fucking be love and there's nothing else to it. And so it's like, God, the universe, the source, whatever, calls us back into that knowing of the love that we are and that we're here to be. And you're right. Things just magically happen <laughs> when you're in alignment with that, because it's like, as you said earlier, source wants it us all to come back into unity or or connection with that force of love so I love that I love that I love that you said that there was a process that you reverse engineered and I'd be really interested to you know hear what that is and how you take people through that experience is it like looking at the, the blockages that they have like the conditions the limitations like looking at where am I blocking the love or what does that process look like there's a, a Freudian way that we've been doing therapy for many years that has proven ineffective Right, so uh, trying to talk about and understand our blockages. Uh, you can talk about it to your blue in the face, watch TED Talks. You can uh, go to retreats. You can talk to a therapist, talk to me. This is about trying to create a mental language-based understanding of love or the lack thereof. And it's not like a lack of love. It's like something else, which is like resentment or fear or self-hatred or something like that, right? So we're trying to create a mental understanding through traditional ways of therapy that just have proven to take us on some unending loop of just conversation that we can just keep, you can know all the facts, it doesn't change anything. I know a lot of people who are, are like overweight personal trainers or skinny chefs or uh, messy personal organizers. It's just like, you, you can know your problem. You can know you have a smoking problem or a drinking problem and keep smoking and drinking, right? So that what, I think has made the biggest shift for me and which makes the biggest shift for people is action. So we use our desire, our feelings of wanting something as fuel for that um, investigating and gathering new information from outside sources. So outside of what we've known in the past and the absolute best teacher is direct experience. And so you do things so you understand yourself and that subject matter in a new way as an embodied sense, not just an intellectual theory, an idea or something that you read or you speak about, but it is a way that you move matter, your mouth and neurological activity as well as other matter people in your life to create real life three-dimensional experiences that model to you new information about yourself, your lovability and love with other people, namely men and women and sexuality. And so you're going to have to, yes, know your blockages and create intelligent strategies for new ways of interrelating in the moments where you would typically uh, show up contracted and shut down or in ways that were toxic and separative that would separate you from action. So beautiful viewers on the video and beautiful listeners, it's abruptly cut because Lion's phone overheated because he was talking such fucking flames of truth that his phone was like, nah, I'm out, fuck this shit. So we're going to drop back in now and I'm handing the mic back over to you to continue your train of thought. Thank you, sister. So what I was touching on was what Tantra teaches us is the three powers of God, willing, knowing, and acting. Willing, we could say, is what you want or desire. And it's shunned by, I think, agendas that try to separate us from our power. Your desire can be destructive if you don't satisfy it or if you feel guilt and shame about it or if you express it in contorted ways. However, the frequency itself is a powerful fuel that can move you forward. And we should use that to gather new information. You don't want to 
just believe your thoughts because your thoughts came from a knowledge base that you got from previous experiences. And so it's limited, right? Based on what you have had exposure to. And it's usually the challenges that we face that are left unresolved that highly influence our belief about our capacity and what we should or shouldn't be doing in the future, right? So if I'm trying to find love and work through my blockages, I want to use my desire for uh, experiencing something different in my life around romance, around love, around connection and intimacy, sensuality, tenderness, take that and look at the frequency itself, feel it and use that to, as the impetus to guide myself towards new experiences. I can get a guide, a trusted guide who's walked the, the path before me, and it's helpful for them to give you reflections on how you're relating to whatever new material you are exposing yourself to. But it is the direct experience itself that teaches you. You have to take the knowledge. It's not just about having knowledge. You can know you've got blockages. Your heart is closed. It's about creating action in the direction of what it is that you want to be experiencing. And most dark feminine women who are stuck in that, locked in there, are in the victim mentality. And they talk about what isn't working and what they don't like and what they don't like about you, and what they don't like about life, what they don't like about other people and their situation, everything. And they're just putting more energy into that. So what you want to do is direct that desire energy by using specified thoughts and actions that are in the texture vibrationally already of what it is that you want to be experiencing in the new future. So I wouldn't be talking about what isn't working. For example, if our relationship was getting messed up because you weren't putting the wet towel on the rack, you were putting it on the bed, I wouldn't say, Beck, stop putting a wet towel on the bed, right? I would say, hey, could you put the wet towel on the rack, right? That's now creating action or why do you always do this? Or why isn't this happening? Now it's defense offense. So I'm choosing actions, words that specifically move me towards what it is I want to be experiencing. But remember, there is an addiction to negativity in our minds. We use language to bring things back into harmony. It's a divisive tool in itself. I don't talk to you whenever you put the towel on the rack. I don't say, hey, babe, I just want to say thanks for putting the wet towel on the rack. There's no reason for me to tell you, hey, I love how you put the top on the milk. It's just something that we expect that everybody's going to do. So we don't talk about what is working. And this creates a theme, basically a narrative outside of relationships directly with individuals, just the way we perceive ourselves and life and our capacity for love and sexuality and sensuality becomes of a negative nature. So it's important that we begin to think, speak, and act positively in the direction of what it is that we want to be experiencing. And so I'd say a big part of the technology of manifesting love is understanding your blockages, but not just talking about them all the time. Trying to understand the problem is not going to change it. You need to take action in the direction of what you want. So I did reverse engineer how you become love. This is just basically a framework behind it. It's kind of an involved process, but it is about you creating a connection point to the purity of that frequency. And when you think about, I want a guy to love, Let's be honest, that relationship is also going to be laden with all of the other frequencies of your pain and your trauma from every other fucking man you've ever interacted with before him. So that is not going to be the purest form of love for you to investigate love with. You've got to find an individual or a thing or something, some concept or piece of art that really you just love without any other connection to it. There's never been an argument. There's never been a disagreement with any other archetype similar to that thing. There's never been a history of anything ever that could influence your feelings for this thing or being or whatever. So it could be grandma. It could be um, a little kid that just came into your life. It could be your pet. 
oftentimes it is not our romantic partners, as I say, because those are always laden with the potential, oh, you, you might hurt me, or oh, I have this memory. So we have to start investigating love itself and its purity. And that means not having any thoughts about it. It cannot express in its fullness if it's being intermingled with the frequency of thought. Thought is the ego and the interface that corporate consumer psychology and the matrix uses to interface with the human. And so it is laden with messaging. Everything that is used as a word comes from some connection point to the collective wound around sexuality and love. And so it's important that if we're going to investigate love, we investigate all frequencies that are held within our body in their purity. That means no thought no language involved in our emotional investigations, emoting or expression or anything like that. So there's some mental mastery that has to come into play in order to be able to, to do this. And there's some intelligence around emotionality of what they are emotions in general. And there's an understanding of your own blockages that needs to come in, but that's old Freudian shit. That's just part of the process of actually modeling into reality a new understanding of what love is and what you are in relationship to it. I love, like, I love what you said there. And it's, it's really like a, it's a beautiful, I don't know, it's a different perspective. And it, it kind of reminds me of the perspective of actual decent manifest manifestation teachers will teach you to embody the next level version of you, right? That you want to be. And it's like, do the fucking actions that that person would be. Speak the language. How would they show up? How would they act? And when you're in that action piece of like actually showing up as that fucking person, that's when you collapse time. So I love that. And that's how I was relating what you were saying. I also love the reframing of, because I'm going to be honest with you, I grew up in an environment where my mom is super negative, constantly complaining about, I hate this. I hate that. I fucking, and I see myself doing that so many times in a day. And I have to like catch myself and be like, whoa, I'm creating these spells constantly with my language and what I'm saying and um, to, to speak about something in its positive form or what you do desire rather than like the towel example that was really really great um, I feel like you have more nuggets of wisdom on this thread and so I just like I just want to like throw it back to you because I like I was loving where you were going with that and I was like I need to weigh in and say yeah yeah I understand this concept of the embodiment and it is, it's the embodiment because knowledge is not wisdom until it's embodied, right? It's just fucking knowledge. You can know a whole bunch of shit, but until you're taking that and putting it into action, then that shit is not helpful. And I think that's what happens when I see a lot of people like doing ayahuasca journeys or like doing all these fucking retreats and courses and reading all the books, but then they don't actually embody and integrate those downloads that they have. <laughs> and so they have mm -hmm. all this fucking spiritual wisdom and knowledge but they're not embodying it. And then I'm seeing a lot of like teachers at the moment. I was talking to my housemate about this, particularly in Bali, who are these spiritual teachers or these fucking, they're preaching all this stuff, new paradigm, this, like I run my business like this, fucking quantum this, quantum that. And yet when they're showing up and engaging with life or being people, they're not showing up in the embodiment of what that, that they believe or they, um, you know, they claim to teach. And well, you're, you're stuck in your pattern right now. You're talking shit about the I other teachers. You're you. doing it. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's, 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 I'm calling you out on it. So what, here's the thing I, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the action itself is not what is, is I think it's important, right? So, but think about this. It, the energy behind what I'm doing has way more weight than what it is that I'm doing. So you can't fake it till you make it. A lot of people are like, am I embodying it by like doing the things that I think I'm supposed to do if there is no frequency behind it? If I like say, tell me you love me and you're like, love you. And I'm like, mm, I feel so connected now. Right. It's like, no, I'm like, Hey, yeah, have a great, you know, like love ya. Peace. You know, like, is there a lot of love there? Or I could be like, have a nice day. If I had an argument with, you know, somebody, they could say that to me, right? And I'm like, 
you don't really want me to have a nice day, right? The words and the actions really mean little if there isn't a frequency the behind frequency, it. Yeah, the energy yeah exactly. It, totally. So, so I would say that probably what's most important is that we begin to look at what frequency is held within us right now. What is our baseline energy frequency? Because that is what's affecting your toroid feel. All right. So what I did to reverse engineer becoming love is, is important. But I think what's uh, probably the most potent download is what's been coming through recently, which is like, how can we actually change reality? Like, what is reality? Right. And like, what is space time? What is all this? Like, how can I change the way that people are responding to me? And like what I'm experiencing like now, like actually change the world now. And so instead of um, that stuff, what I think is important for you to know is that we are inside of an apple toroid field kind of shaped thing. Like we're, we're inside of some energetic field. That's like a donut thing, like an infinity sign spun around to meet itself. Okay. Like it's, it's just like a, like an infinity sign that you just like rotated around till it met itself again. We're in the middle of that. We are the crossover point and you have a uterus, you torus. we have a torso tor torus again. Uh, you know, everything that is about the human is like this crossover point for energy coming in from the earthly plane, moving through us. And we have to decide how are we going to transmute this energy back into love? Our ego has a certain way that it wants to respond. You're separate than me. You're a danger to me. It's a competition. How do I look? What do you think about me? We have to transcend that. And whatever we receive from this dualistic thought patterns of other people, whatever negativity might come our way, and transmute that into love. It doesn't mean spiritual bypassing. It means me rising above the typical way that I would interrelate with people. So whatever your limbic system response is, and if you're a woman, typically it's tend and befriend, shut down, run away. Okay, so we can talk about men and what they do, but let's just focus on that for now. I think it's important. And so I would want to do the opposite of what I would typically do. I want to stand up for myself and not just like do it a, a, a little bit. I would want to master the polarity of truly showing up for what I need and prioritizing what, what my feelings need in the moment and like giving myself that and demanding that in my relations, as well as opening up my throat chakra and speaking my truth, even if it means making a step mistakes and stepping on toes and creating a disruption in the, the, the feeling of harmony and relationships are in the moment. I have to do that at the cost of some sort of like sense of well-being in the moment at the benefit of actually connecting to yourself more of transmuting the whatever might come through you into love it may not look like love to the other person but it is you being your own personal toroid and the shaft the central shaft within that is like how do i create a new strategy for interrelating with all the data entering into me and relate it back out like spray it back out of the world in a way that actually honors my spirit and consciousness and the evolution of mankind in general. So it may not mean that I make the other person happy, right? And it, but you'll still be in service to yourself and consciousness if you're doing it because you want to grow and be a good person. So you're going to step on some toes. It's going to be a little bit messy at first. You must master that. And the, the actual what seems like the polar opposite of being a pushover, a people pleaser of like doing what other people want so that you're loved and accepted. The opposite of that means creating some destruction in relationships that don't actually serve your conscious evolution anymore. And so there are going to be some people that you lose because you're expressing your truth, but this is still a service to love and a service to God and a service to you on a higher level. And so after mastering the polarity of your default knee-jerk reactions to challenging situations or life, wherever you typically would shut down, run away, people please, 
um, tend, you know, tend to befriend, whatever you, the, the, the typical feminine wounded way of interrelating with life, after you master that, you now can oscillate in and out of what is actually most beneficial for like harmony and the other being. You can kind of like bend a little bit and it's healthy and like figure out how to make compromises in a way that you can't do any compromises if you are a wounded individual who is only has the capacity to uh, surrender to their default ego react their wounded reactions or or ways of responding to life challenges and situations opportunities for growth right and so uh, i think that this is probably the most important thing we can remember is that we will change the way that we experience reality by knowing our default reactions and the energy that is held within each one of our thoughts and our speech and the way that we move ourselves through life the energy is held within the very action itself and understand that this polaroid field that we're in is actually has a certain color and texture and shape to it. And, and the energy frequency is unique to us. That is your interface with the matrix, the reality that we're in. And everyone else's toroid field, as well as the toroid field of every piece of matter and material, every wavelength of light and sound that you experience. And so it's reaching a homeostasis with yours. As my electrons and everything are mingling with your electrons, I'm donating and receiving with you. So either my high vibes make you high vibe or you bring me down and you make me feel like shit, right? So this is our personal interface with this reality. We're a consciousness in a suit that is basically a, uh, an antenna of sorts that picks up and transmits information from other dimensions into this 3D plane. And we have this seeming separation through our tissue that allows us to navigate choices and establish a capacity to manifest what it is that we desire from inside ourselves and this is the preparation for moving on to the fourth dimension outside of earth right we have to understand that our thoughts and our actions and our feelings manifest changes here because when we move on to the next level it is just at a whim any rejection to what it is that you're sharing with everyone else which is a shared field of knowledge shared field of egos a shared field of feelings any rejection of it creates a distortion in the field that completely creates chaos and pain for everybody what seems like an eternity. And so this is preparation here. We are, we are individual ego consciousnesses on a mission to manifest inside of ourselves the capacity to harmonize internally anything that we perceive in the outside world. And it doesn't mean being a pushover and just allowing everything to happen. And I submit to everything. It means finding a way to dance with it in a way that is evolutionary for you as an individual that serves not only you, but consciousness in general. A lot of times it will create harmony in your relationships, but sometimes it will create a separation with people who are not in residence or who are not in service to the evolution of your soul or you as an individual at this time in your life. But this is the juncture at which we have total choice and agency over creating our reality. It's not just about what we're moving on to after we leave the human experience. It, we absolutely can change through our thoughts and feelings and actions being intentional, how we experience the now moment and how other people relate to us and what happens in the preceding very near future. You're talking about like shifting into 5D, right? When you're talking about when, when I impact something, it's going to impact the whole fucking field. There's going to be disturbance when we're all a collective kind of shed. That's what you're referring to, just to have clarity. Yeah, you and that. you're. I'd say you skipped a field. We're, in the, we're on level three right now. So yes. we're going to move on to level four eventually. Yes. In level four, we are integrated back into the, we're, we are a social collective consciousness. You are still an individual consciousness perceiving everything, but you are integrated back into everything as well. And you are, we can hear each other and we can see, we can see everything other people see and we, we can sense ourselves as an individual, but, but 
completely integrated with everything else that is, every other being that has made it to that uh, level. And our, the way that we respond to what it is, we're, and we can feel, I can feel your feelings. You think you're an empath now? You, you, trust me, we are being given a gift right now of the skin suit because we actually, other individuals are having their own experience, right? It's like, I can like leave you alone if your vibe is off and go to my house. And a lot of us are sensitive to each other, you know, mothers and children, you know, fathers and their children or to each, our lovers and our friends. And we like, we can actually feel what the other people are feeling. If you're an empathic person like myself, I feel your orgasm, right? And I feel your pleasure. I feel your pain. But that's just a touch of the iceberg. When we go to a tip, if we go to the, uh, the next level, like we actually feel and sense every thought and feeling that is shared amongst our social collective. Okay. Yeah. And so this is preparation here. And so I'm talking about 4D. But that's, I think, beyond the level that most of us here on earth are actually operating at. What we need to remember is that a lot of the people that you're, that may listen to this uh, podcast are actually on the ego level. No, they're, they're the old as fuck. Don't say that about them. I want to interject in here. So I have a different, a slightly different kind of perception of where we're at. I feel uh -huh. like we've already started shifting into 4D because 4D is that bridge where you can feel into the astral and you can feel the frequencies and the subtle nuances. I think 5D is an acceleration of humanity when we're this collective consciousness. So that's, I'm just sharing my, how I perceive it to be. And obviously there's beings that I work with and many of us work with who have already shifted into that collective consciousness of no separation and shared like collective memory and shared um, experiences and shared information and all of that stuff. So I think that's our next iteration as humanity. I have faith in that believing and feeling and knowing that there are many people already walking that 4D bridge. Like it's already happened where there's already many of us already in that 4D bridge. And some people are tuning into that 5D consciousness. I think it's here, it's present, it's now. It's just, we're, we're dropping in and out of it, right? Because there are some days where I feel it and I'm like, oh fuck, it's 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 here, that, that access point is here. And then I drop out of it and I kind of come back. So I think some of us are oscillating between those states. We're definitely not fully there. I don't feel that we're all fucking fully um, <laughs> a collective consciousness and sharing, but I just, I needed to weigh that in from my, you know, how I read that energy. Well, I would say that um, you're right. We are a shared field of consciousness to collective field. And I think this is, um, each one of us has our own understanding of what God is and who we are as individuals and what life is. And a lot of it can get lost in translation. And I think many of us are saying the same thing. And none of us really, we're totally wrong and we're totally right from one perspective. So I think what's more important is to realize that we are egos interfacing. We, we are spirits. You know, we are on a pathway back home to our oneness consciousness again, but we've done this in infinite times. And what's important is to remember is that we are here to have a human experience right now and to talk about what is applicable to us here on the earthly plane, the animal having an emotional, which is spiritual experience, conscious emotional experience here as a flesh mammal. And so I don't have a boyfriend or I don't have a girlfriend or I keep meeting deadbeat dudes who just want to have sex or I, I just am not actually attracting anybody or I'm just so shut down. I keep having blockages. I think this is probably what's more important to the people that I interrelate with in the world seem to be having much of this, the conflicts that we have as identification with our thoughts and our feelings as being us, right? So, and our, or our actions, our jobs, or our materials that we surround ourselves with. So the skin suit itself or whatever. So I think what's important is for us to talk to people about what's applicable to them in their life today. And I think it's important for people to understand that if it, no matter what happens after we leave this earthly plane, if you want to have an immediate affect on your experience of yourself and whatever situations emerge in the moment, as well as an affect on how the matrix 
seems to respond to you and individuals and how situations play out, the opportunities that you're given or how well your finances go or if you hit that green light or whatever. There is a vibrational texture to every thought and action that sends out a pulse wave into the field, much like throwing a stone inside of a water and it sends out ripples that adjust the frequency of the things that it touches and everything is frequency at a base level science has taught us that's not just spiritual woo woo it is frequency at a base level just oscillating at such a high rate that it seems to be stationary so the matter and material around you has a vibrating consciousness to itself that is adjusted based on your thoughts and your feelings your actions that you choose to partake in and so it is through us understanding our blockages and the way that we have been relating with life that actually creating a frequency a resonance in the field that is manifesting what we don't want to start thinking and speaking and acting towards what it is that we do want so being mindful that there is an energy laden in every thought and action and choosing what we do above our ego default in order to manifest what it is that we want in the now moment and the near future. I love that and completely agree with all the stuff that you said at the end there um, of that. This is just feedback, right? It's just fucking feedback and it's a gift when things are showing up. And this is kind of how I teach it and how I like to reflect it back. When the stuff is showing up, but it's not stuff that you're enjoying, it's a fucking gift because it's like, hey, you created this on some level. And so look inside and then you can reverse engineer and be like, how did I create this? Or how can I create something different rather? Um, because I think a lot of us too, and I talk about this a lot on here, so I won't go down this path of rabbit hole of going on this conversation but like we get focused on the the stuff that's showing up that we don't want and we get focused on the stories and the blockages and I've known to do this in myself as well and get angry at myself for creating the fucking thing or whatever that is when really what we can do is just shift into like how can I create something different so the question I feel to ask um and then I think maybe we're coming to closure but you're a channel right and and you bring people in and I know that you're well I'm assuming I don't know this but with me people come in and there seems to be similar waves of things that they're moving through. Like as a collective consciousness, we go through these waves. So I'm curious with your clients and the people that you're serving and yourself in life at the moment, what are some themes or current things that are coming up um, that you've been seeing a lot showing up in your, in your life and the lives around you and the consciousness? Well, I, I think what's coming through powerfully is like through the female demographic. Uh, I work with men, but a lot of male clients I always have. Um, but women, for some reason, have been more willing to do the work to change their experience of life and who they are, you know. And so I'd say that the biggest downloads have been coming through for the feminine recently. And um, you know, part of that is, uh, is basically how do we integrate in the polarities to our natural like kind of gender expression. And um, so I speak heteronormatively. It's nothing against the GLBT or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm open to experiencing whatever is resonant in the field for myself or anybody else. Do, do whatever you want. Uh, but I speak that way because that, for me, is the general way that my life goes and everybody else that I interact with. Um, nothing against other ways. But I think that women generally are trying to create a relationship with masculine without having a healthy relationship to it internally. It's either hyper-expressed or under-expressed and vice versa with men. And so men are trying to create a, a relationship to the feminine because he lacks it inside himself. He's just like, I, he's so obsessed with it. He's desiring it so bad. He wants the feminine frequency, but he doesn't understand that 
how to do it in himself. And I see men becoming feminized. And that means that they're just softening and like, is this okay? Is this all right? Am I doing this? Is this, you know, every, it's like, God, that's so, it's such a turnoff. Is it okay if I kiss you? It's like, dude, you should know if you should be able to kiss her right now based on your intuition and how she's responding to you. If you have to ask, the answer is no, right? Like you're not man enough to be with this level of woman if you have to ask that kind of question and vice versa with a woman. I see women who are uh, putting water on men's fire because they have had unhealthy relationships with men in the past that have contorted their feminine and stopped it from being able to flower and trust. And so now she has to step into her masculinity to be able to make up for the lack of masculinity in the dudes around her. A lot of guys didn't create the toxicity and masculinity that we see perpetuated in society, but we are trying to clean up the mess and doing it in a really unintelligent way. Like being feminine is not the, uh, uh, the, the fix, guys. What it is, is it's integrating the gifts that the feminine has as an innate quality, which is this, her sensitivity to vibrational frequency and creativity, emotionality, nurturing, these kinds of things can make a tough guy, like a tough and tender guy, a strong and sensitive guy, the divine masculine, really powerful, beautiful. And the same with a woman, you don't want to be masculine. Like I, I, nothing against that if that's your thing, like, right. But like, if you want to be a power lifter and put on some big muscles and stuff, and like, you're probably going to have to find a guy that wants to submit and take a strap on or something like that. If you're looking for a guy who wants to be in his masculine, then we need a polarity, a polarization to be able to attach to. And so what that means is integrating the healthy aspects of the masculine, which means not just being process oriented or problem oriented. I, yes, I want to hear about what's not working, but please like come to me with your solutions and what it is that you want to be experiencing. Can you please also devise a strategy for us and have some intelligent uh, you know, like input on what might work better for you and me and our lives. And so it also means being able to interrelate with the animal realm around money in a way that is supporting you and not depending on a guy to actually give that to you, because that creates that kind of unhealthy balance where you have to bite your tongue and step out of your truth in order to have access to the purse, or he holds that over your head. It just, it's, it creates this animosity between her and him, a resentment to be dependent and for him it creates an imbalance of power where he can actually not be embodying the divine masculine but still be able to guide and so what i'm what i have seen in the women that i'm working with now a lot of them is now like reprogramming their unhealthy connotations with masculinity by me modeling what the healthy masculine is as well as her embodying aspects of masculinity that actually complement the deficits of femininity, the things that actually make her a victim or a pushover or um, a spiritual bypasser or uh, whatever, a victim. And so uh, what I, I've already outlined that, but I, what this is, is about finding your own unique essence. This is not about telling a woman you need to submit and be passive. A man needs to stop like trying to control and actually just offer. And a woman needs to stop submitting and allow, choosing yeah, this feels right. I'm going to do this because at that point, she still has the power. She can also choose to stop, you know, and it's, it's through that that she starts to formulate that sense of trust in her own capacity to make decisions intelligently and not depend on the man. And that is the integration of the masculine within her that is going to attract a man that actually is at the caliber that she deserves. And I think that each one of us needs to do our inner work to um, devolve the program about what you thought man and woman was and express it uniquely in your life. But remember that a polarization is actually where there is an attraction and we have to have the capacity to oscillate 
in and out of these roles when it is appropriate, not just take it on as a rule that I'm going to be this way and you're supposed to be that way. I think when we integrate in the healthy aspects of the other, then we can see that there is a, it is expressed outside of us. We start to project that out in the field. This is my new understanding of masculinity. Men are not toxic. Women are not victims and pushovers to be led. It's like, that's my, new, my, my understanding. And that's what I see reflected back to me from reality, right? So I think that's probably the most important thing is that we're, we can see that there's an unhealthy way for us to try to um, compensate for the lack of having a connection with masculinity or femininity. So if I don't have women in my life or femininity myself, I'm always looking for some woman to satisfy my connection to the divine feminine. If I don't have a healthy uh, understanding of masculinity, then I'm always just like thinking that the man is going to somehow save me. It is integrating in that in my own sense of self, who I am as an individual in a unique way. And it's not about what mom tells you or what lion tells you or what you tell back anybody about what's right. It's really about your path. And that's what the gift is of being a human is free will and creating the uniqueness. That's the artistry of life, the bittersweet, the beauty of each one of our experiences that we're not automatons. You're supposed to be doing it your own way. However, there are some guidance systems that can assist us at, at, at stepping out of the program that is controlling everybody. And what it is, is your feelings. And if those are blocked, it's showing up in your relationships as blockages to love. Or if you have an aversion to some painful feelings, or if you react certain ways to emotions that arise. And so I think that our, your intuitive compass, which is your capacity to feel energy as an internal guru, as a guide, is the thing that should guide us towards how much masculine and how much feminine. And at the same time, I'm going to use the masculine and have some knowledge that if I am too masculine as a woman, I'm going to pour water on a man's fire. And as a man, if I'm too feminine, I'm going to, I, I do not deserve, nor am I capable of meeting a woman in the totality of her feminine fire. And so there is a polarity that we have to understand inside of ourselves. And I think it's a mastery of the two of them, but it is not embodying it. I'm not a woman. I just have her gifts, a sensitivity, emotionality, personality. And you don't become a man. You just use his strategy, intelligence, logic, reason, deduction to create capacity for you to guide yourself through life in a way that's more masculine. Without having to control all the time, I think that's one of the things is that we, we, we complement our new partners in our life that way. I love that. And I've seen that really, really, really clearly in my own life <laughs> and how I was like seeking this masculine outside of me, save me, daddy, like fucking figure, whatever guy, save me and protect me and like all this shit. And actually what I was looking for was my own inner masculine and my light masculine to be the answer to my dark feminine and to be able to see and hold me and show up and fucking have discipline and do the things because what happens to a lot of women when they go on this path is they go really 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 far into the feminine into the dark feminine into the chaos they get lost um and I've, I've I do that I've done that and so my answer to all of that was like really cultivating my own inner masculine and I noticed like when I was starting to cultivate my own inner masculine the men that I would then call in were a completely different fucking caliber able to like mirror that in in my reality of men who could see me and hold me and support me in the ways that I was doing for myself first, right? So I love that that it comes from within first and it is because we're fucking whole and we don't need someone else to complete us or give us anything. It's like we can give freely to other people and support them and help them and merge with them in ways and meld and experience new things together. But you don't actually need that person to feel all those things. Like you can access that through your own integration is what I want to say. So I love that. Beautiful. Lion, it's been a fucking amazing. I'm feeling pretty complete. Is there anything else that you feel like riffing on? But I feel like we've reached a natural kind of state of 
you've said a lot of things. Um, let's see. I kind of just feel like I want to share with you. Thank you so much for who you are. You know, I, I, I see you. Uh, I see you as a whole and a medicine woman really is what I see here. I see a sacred sister. I see somebody that feels like comfortable in her own skin who could able to be really present with me as a man. And that's healing for me and any man that you're going to be interacting with. I see you as a woman who's able to share love and tenderness, who's able to care for people, uh, but who doesn't do it for uh, validation. It's just kind of like the way that you are. And I can see you in your acts of service now, like what you're choosing to do with yourself. This is just like your natural dharma. It's like coming through. And I, I believe we, you know, all of us resisted it for some time, but I can see that you're totally just welcoming it in and just embodying the, the medicine woman and stepping into what, you know, the rest of our sisters and brothers need, which is women who are modeling healthy femininity, uh, which makes us men safe to express our masculine. It's like, you know, when to take the reins and guide a guy and say, hey, buddy, you're out of your integrity right now. And you also trust since you've done your inner work had a flower in the arms of a man who's worthy and that's the medicine that men need we, we need more women like you who have done their inner work enough to see their own blind spots and feel the trust in themselves that they can come back to wholeness any moment and so he doesn't feel afraid really to just explore what is a lot of times i think a lot of guys are afraid of you know damaged women who might project on them or not being able to live up to the expectations of a woman in her dark feminine a lot and so you i see what you're doing i see who you are i've seen it since i first met you that's why we have shared in so many con long conversations is because you're of the caliber of consciousness that i would want to relate with and i am calling into existence more women like you and um i bow to the feminine in you as an expression of the divine goddess coming through you <laughs> thank you and you're a mirror, right? So we call each other in and I've always been with you. And I, I'm going to go on, on here for like hours about how much I respect you. And men definitely need more fucking examples. And that's why I have you here. I literally reached out being like, we need more men standing up and doing what you're doing. So thank you for the space that you hold and for the capacity to hold a woman like me. Because <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> it's not many of, no, there is many of them and I'm calling them into my existence. See that? Yeah, there are. Myself. That's true, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, beautiful guys. There's been some beautiful energy here. So let it integrate, let it rest. I definitely was feeling a lot in my lower chakras, particularly um, a lot of orgasmic energy here as well available. So if you felt this, let us know. If 222, as I looked up, so there we go. Another little confirmation <laughs> for you. If people would like to find you and follow you, how can they do that? Lion Galbon, L-I-O-N-G-A-L-B-A-N. So you can just at Lion Galbon pretty much on everything, right? <laughs> Easy. I love it. One, one way to do that. Great. Thank you everyone for listening. I love you all. If you have enjoyed this, hit subscribe, share a rating, do whatever you need to do to help get this message out in the world. Thank you again, Lion. I love you. And to all that have been listening, until next time, beautiful souls, I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul. <laughs>